Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today, we are sitting down with Quavi for a fun girl talk, empowering as fuck episode. I cannot wait for you to meet this beautiful powerhouse of a woman. So sit back, grab a drink, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe us, Jay? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. I did not in chapter six. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. When Quavi first reached out to me, she explained to me that she was a female empowerment coach and an author and that she really works with women that are 50, 60, 70, 50 and up. I know I have some listeners in their 50s and 60s, but I don't know how big of a demographic I have on FML talk that kind of fits into that category. Um, And upon further investigation, when I went and kind of stalked her on social media and started looking up about what she did, she just had this incredible energy. And I was like, okay, not only do I want to have you on the show, please fly out to LA to do it with me in person so I can meet you. And she did. She booked a flight. She came and sat with us in studio. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode about how to not regret things in your life, how to push past the fear, say fuck it and do it anyways, and reap the incredible rewards. So without further ado, here is Miss Quavi. Miss Quavi. Yay! Welcome to FML Talk. Yay! Oh my God, I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited I gotta say, if you guys aren't watching this episode on YouTube and seeing this beautiful female that is across from me, you you stepped out of the car and I was like, bitch, there is no way you're in your 50s. Like, I refuse to believe that. Yes, yes. And like, proud of it. Oh yeah, I am. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I if I look nearly as good as you, <laughs> you will you in my fifties, I'll stuff. fucking kiss the ground I'm walking on. You will. I you will. love it. So, <laughs> for everyone that doesn't know you, give give us a little bit of backstory on yeah. who you are, what yeah. your deal is, where you okay. came from. All right. So, my name is Quavi. I'm a life coach for women fifty and over. It, and my goal is really to empower women to live their best lives in their fifties, sixties, seventies, and beyond. I know society kind of gives you know frowns on older women. They just do that. But I just want to let women know that, you know what? That doesn't have to be your story. You can Mm. go ahead and decide, you know what? I am going to live my best life on my own terms without any apologies. And that's my goal. And also too, I know we live in a very youth obsessed society. Yeah. And so my goal is we can be, we can be examples for the younger women. They can be like, Ooh, okay. I guess we have something to look forward to because right now they're just thinking, okay, they're going to be young forever, but guess what? That's not what's going to happen. And there is more to that. And Mm -hmm. so that's my goal. Like, I really want to inspire women to live their best lives on their own terms with no apologies. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, Even for me, you know, and obviously this is so different because you're talking about when you're still younger. But when I went from 20s to 30s, 
Um, a lot of people have a lot of fear, like, oh my of God, course. I'm turning 30 and yes. it's like the scariest, worst thing ever. It's true. And I was excited about turning 30. My 30s have been kick fucking ass compared <laughs> nice. to my 20s. Yeah. Um, and I think there's, you know, some beauty and empowerment in getting yes. older and you're becoming so much more of yourself. And when yeah. you can do it gracefully and look at it with an excitement instead yeah. of a dread. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of beauty in that. Yeah, and but the thing is, I don't know why society frowns on that. They 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 look at the youth and like this is the best thing ever. You can do all of these things, and that's true. But that doesn't mean as you get older, you still can't do a lot of those things. Right. You still can. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think especially growing up in Hollywood and being in Los Angeles, yeah, I'm sure there's so much of you know every other billboard you see driving around is plastic surgery or liposuction or, you know, freeze the fat or Botox. It's really, really pushed in your face. And, you know, I think it's starting to be better because, you know, influencers, celebrities, public figures, whatever, are being more open about the fact that they're like, yeah, I get fucking Botox or yeah, I do this. Um, so it's making those images that we see all day on Instagram and wherever, you know, not feel so like, oh, that's not attainable, you know, or, yeah. oh, I'm not good enough yeah. or, oh, I'm not pretty enough or I'm not yeah. young enough or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's at least kind of peeling back the curtain to be like, yes. no, they're, they're, they look that good because they're paying for it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And everyone doesn't look like that and that's okay. Right. You know, right. but I think with, when you see all those images constantly, you, you begin, you begin to believe that that's it. That's the mm -hmm. standard. Yeah. That's not really the standard for beauty. It really isn't. No, I think that first of all, the standard for beauty comes within, yeah. um, but there's so many different facets and forms of beauty and so many different opinions yes. of what that can even mean. Yes. Yes. So what was your upbringing like? Because you don't just like start out, you know, like walking out the womb, confidence, confident as fuck being like, okay, I got this world. We're fine. We're going. You had to have gone through something or learned that yeah. along the way. Yeah. So where do you think that came from? I think for me, most of it, I would say came from my dad. Mm. He oh, that's was, interesting. yes, he was always letting me know that, you know what, you can do whatever you want. You could, you know, just believe in yourself. That's what you want to do. Go for it. I think that helped me a lot, like in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, you go through those stages where people start to tell you stuff and all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Right. Oh, maybe I, you know, but you still have that other, like I would always still have that my dad's voice way back, sometimes yeah. so far back that sometimes I wouldn't hear it, but sometimes it would come through. But what I've also come to believe is, you know, sometimes you just have to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone's going to have their own standard and mm -hmm. you get to a point where you realize, okay, who's telling the truth, right? The truth is within you. And yes. that's what you have. You have to own your truth and decide, okay, this is what I'm going to do because you keep on, con you know, contorting yourself into different shapes to fit in other people's ideals and expectations. And guess what? There's always going to be someone else with something else. Yes. And so what happens? You get exhausted. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I'm tired. I got to a point where like in my early twenties, I'm like, ah, I'm tired. I, rem I, I still remember like I was probably maybe 21 and when I turned 18 I became a vegetarian and so I was really into all of this and my friends were laughing at because I was in college they're like seriously <laughs> you want to do this I'm like yeah and then I was all into like drinking water I wasn't drinking the fizzy drinks and all and I was in England at the time I was wondering where the yeah, accent so I was from. England yeah. and Nigeria <laughs> and so what happened was you know at one point people started telling me well you know you really should gain a little weight. You're looking a little bit too skinny. And guess what? I started believing that. Mm. And I now started feeling 
you know, kind of awkward about the way I looked. But see, this is how it starts. Like you hear the statements over and over yeah. again. And then all of a sudden that becomes your truth. Yeah. Even if it isn't yeah. really your truth. Well, and especially in today's world where we're in this like toxic environment of social media, I can't oh, tell you word. when tell my TikTok it. videos go viral, the amount of men that comment on them, it'll be like, you know, you're too skinny or you're fat or like, you're, you have no ass. And I'm like, I have a massive ass. Like I used to get teased for it in high, like in middle school. What you are know? you talking about? Um, or your fucking lips are too small or it's, it's Something. insane. First of all, the audacity people have of all. to comment on someone else's that they don't know appearance. Exactly. Um, but it's become so heavily, you know, experienced in our world today where anytime you open up a fucking social media app, there's someone chirping off at some part of your appearance or your age or your, you know, it's insane. So it's like, how do we filter all of that out and not allow it to become parts of our story or parts of who we are? Right. And and that's, and that's the struggle sometimes. Cause like for me, because I have done this so many times now, when people say, I I just find it funny, it's amusing to me, but I also know that lots of women at, at least I know in my age group that are like, I'm not going to do another video. Yeah. No, it's very this. damaging for it's a like, lot of people. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I think it, especially for older women, I mean, I think it happens to everyone, but I think older women, we get it like a lot. Yeah. They're like, why are you on social media anyway? Right. Like you shouldn't even be on here. Girl, I get that. And I'm fucking 33 <laughs> and there will be men on my videos being like, you're washed up and divorced. Go home. Like, I'm like do you know how that? much money I'm making on this app? Thank well, you. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. Exactly. Like what? I mean, and like you said, who gives them the audacity to say that? Right. Like really? Right. But you know, like, we who raised you and we have to change it. This was okay. <laughs> So what do you, what do you tell someone who is on the, you know, the side of being really negatively affected and not able to shake that off? How do they kind of push through that and not let it affect them in such a way? Yeah. And, and so what are the things I always ask them? Like, why are you on this app? Mm -hmm. Like really, like what's the main reason? Right. And for a lot of them, they really want to spread for a lot of them. They're really spreading information that helps other people. Yeah. They're real. And, and so for them, I'm like, okay, so if that's the real reason you have two choices here. Do you want to go out there and put the information and know that you're impacting some people right. out there? Or do you want to put it out there and focus on the one or two people, maybe three people that are going yeah. to give that negative view? Like, yeah. think about this. There are people that are going to be prevented from listening to your amazing message right. because of these two or three people. Yeah. And so what is it that you really want? And most times when you get out of your head, because really we get in our heads, that's why we do this. Yes. Once you get out of your your, your take yourself out of the way and realize that you are spreading information that's going to help people that can kind of help you get back into it. And it's still a struggle, but once you focus on who you're helping, it makes it so much easier. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, 
and desserts, it's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Big time. I always say the percentage of fear or haters or negativity that comes out is so small it in is. comparison to the amount of people that yes. what you're putting out there can help and who yes. it can reach. Yes. You have to zoom out and yeah. have the perspective of like, okay, it's such a minimal. It is. And, and you know, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's going to fucking have one at some point. Everyone. And guys, the, the block button <laughs> on these apps, it becomes almost joyful. Like normally I would get, you know, a couple comments here and there and I'd be like, whatever, it's helping my yeah. algorithm. I'll let yeah. it stay. Now I'm like, mm, I don't need it. Block Bonk. into the ethers of the internet and exactly. you never see him again. That's like, it. It's, it's amazing yeah. to be and able to do that. It's nice that we have that option. Like block, boom, yep. move on. Goodbye. <laughs> Fairy godmother away. Um, so let's talk about regret. Yeah. Um, because that's such a thing that people, I think, fear. Mm -hmm. It's such a thing that you hear about when you're on your deathbed. Yeah. And you've gotten to the end of your life. That's right. And your life flashes before your eyes. What are the things that you're like, I wish I would have right. and I regret this? Right. So how do you because you you talk a lot about in your in your book and in your work yeah. uh, how to live a regret proof yeah. life yeah. and i love that phrase yeah. and everything yeah. it offers so how do <laughs> how do we do that teach us Kwame. yeah and so what i really ask women when i meet with them is what is it that you really want like what are some of the things that light you up and i always ask them why are you not doing it right and the common question at least for the women my age and and maybe even women your age because sometimes you know you hit over 30 and you kind of think it's over right and they say things like it's too late mm -hmm. and i ask them okay what does that mean yeah like who is deciding it's too late for you yeah and and i always ask them like when you get to the end of your life like let's project to the future like what are some of the things that you know that if you have an opportunity to do now and you, you're not able to do them right. and it's your deathbed, you're on your deathbed, yeah. how would you feel? Like, just try and go into that. And someone like, oh no, you know, I really, I really need to do this. I'm like, so why aren't you doing it? Right. What's like, stopping what, you? What's stopping you? And some of them it's fear. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, fear of what? That it might not work. And I'm like, okay, guess what? I don't even know if it's going to work out for you. Yeah. But I do know one thing is if you take steps towards it, regardless of the outcome, it's not something you're going to regret. Right. You just won't regret that. Right. Would you rather have the fear of a potential failure that you don't even know is accurate? You don't even know. Or the regret on your deathbed? Yes. We would rather have the potential fear of failure. <laughs> yes. And guess what though? Sometimes amazing things just yeah. kind of blossom from just you taking that, taking action. Absolutely. You just never know. And even if you aren't, incredibly successful in your ventures. It's like a relationship. You dive yes. in head first. You're either going to get fucking heartbroken and you're going to learn a bunch of lessons or you're going to be wildly happy and in love. Like yes. both are valuable in your yes, life. They are. And the thing is, I always say that whenever you take action, it's like you start out here when you take action and you kind of get to this point. And in between, I like to call this the river of misery where you're trying to go through the obstacles, you're swimming to get to this side. When you get to this side, guess what? You're going to be a different person. Whether you achieve the outcome or not, 
And to me, that's worth it. Yes, big time. You know? You're growing. Yeah, it all will give you something that it you've does. needed, whether yes. it's going to elevate you to the next phase of your life, yeah. make you learn some lessons, that's it. heal some shit. Like yes. one of the boxes will be checked. Yes. So you might as well take the leap to do yeah. that. And one of them won't be regret. So right. get ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. What's one of the things that you hear most often from the women that you work with as far as like what their biggest obstacle in life is as a female? They feel they're worried about what other people would say. Mm. And it's interesting because, and they have all these articles now, which I, I don't know where they get their information from, where they'll say things like, well, if you're over 50, you shouldn't wear jeans. If you're over 50, you shouldn't have long hair. If you're over 50, you well, can't I wear can't. lipstick. It's, cr it's crazy. Oh, and I read another one. If you're over 40, you shouldn't wear a bikini. I mean, they have all these different things. Says who? Is Thank this you. like See, Cosmo that is, that, or like th what? Those magazines. Yeah, those times. What? So anyway, I, I always tell this woman, listen, guess what though? People are going to have those opinions. If you really, truly want to do it, I say, go ahead. I said, it's empowering for you to do something that people said you can't do. I'm yeah. like, really? And so those are the, but I know that they are scared about what people will say because of statements like that. Right. So they're like, oh, maybe it's not appropriate. I'm like, appropriate for who? Right. You like know? who made up this who like up imaginary this rule? fucking rule book Thank that you. is actually not in existence, yeah. <laughs> like sitting in some and old man's shelf did, somewhere. guess what? You can change it. Yeah. You can decide, you know what? Well, those rules don't apply to you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, of course, I'm not going to be able to think of any of the names that I would bring as into examples. <laughs> yeah. But there are women that like are in their 60s and 70s that are rocking bikinis and looking fucking flawless. Yes. Have you seen Helen Mirren? Yes. Amazing. I mean, the, I mean look. the most, like look she makes that. me want white hair. Look at that. <laughs> so I'm like, so, I mean, it's like, there are examples for you. So I don't want us to dwell on, you know, the naysayers, you can't do this. And, and I know even sometimes within families, you're, you even sometimes your friends might even tell you like, why are you doing that? Yeah. But I also think that when you have that nudge inside of you, it's there for a reason. Right. That prompting that's telling you do this, it's there for a reason. Go ahead and do it regardless yeah. of what people say. Absolutely. Yeah. Big time, 100%. Yeah. And so when we're talking about regret, you're saying that, you know, it's not too late. Oh, it's not. It's not. Why exactly for people that are still going, no, but yeah, it is. Why is it not too late? Because listen, if you're breathing and you're living, it's not too late. Right. Like, if you're existing on this exist planet. I'm like, so stop. Because I, I, I think sometimes we get into our heads about, oh, you know, because I'm a certain age or because I'm doing this or, you know, because I have kids or your kids are grown. That's nothing to do with it. When you get to the end of your life, are you going to be happy that you didn't do this thing that you're trying to push off right now? Mm -hmm. I had a lady call me the other day, which I thought was just fascinating. She sent me an email. She's 51 years old and mm -hmm. she's in her first year of medical school. Oh I'm my just, God, I love that. I mean, thank you. I'm like, I mean, when people say it's too late, I'm like, too late for who? Like, stop creating rules in your head that don't even exist. Yeah, no, that's what people write awesome TV shows about. Like, Thank I would you. watch a TV show about the 51-year-old yeah. going to fucking medical school. Exactly. That is so badass. Thank you. I'm like, why are we making these rules that don't serve us? Like, at the end of the day, this rule that you've put in your brain that you it's too late for you, is that really serving you? Is that beneficial to you? Like, right. are you happy with that? Right. It's just a thought in your head. You can change that thought. You can challenge that thought. You can decide, you know what? I'm going to go ahead anyway. Yeah. And cause more often than not, that stupid fucking thought was it brought is. on by society, Yes, and, which nobody knows what the, they're really yes. doing or talking about anyways. And a lot of those are old they're beliefs old that from don't, whenever. you know, make any sense to you existing as an individual today. Right now. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, deep down that it's something that excites you. That's why you want to do it. Yeah. And so you get to decide like, okay, but do not blame society 
this is you. Like yes. if you're deciding not to do it, it's because of your own thoughts. Right. And you can change your thoughts. Right. All day, every day. Yeah. We talk a lot about changing your <laughs> thought, your thoughts and your thought process on this yeah. show. Um, what is one thing that every woman needs to learn no matter what their age? Oh goodness. Self-love. Girl. <laughs> Self-love? I mean, I hate to say day, I've been day. telling you all that for yeah. fucking years, but Ooh. been telling you that for years. Every single woman yeah. needs to learn that skill. Yes. We don't learn it enough. We need to learn that skill all day, every day. No, if they taught self-love, how to do your taxes like, <laughs> and how to vote properly in school, like maybe I actually would have appreciated school a little bit more, but no, we were learning fucking like trigonometry that I'm never going to fucking <sighs> use. Yes. Self-love. Oh, yes. self-love. We need, we need more of that. So how do you define self-love? Because for me, when I went on my Eat, Pray, FML journey, yes. it was this mythical thing of like, you've got to learn how to love yourself. Loving yourself is the most important thing. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Um, I hear you. I yes. don't know how to fucking do that. Is there yes. an instruction manual yes. somewhere? Can somebody help me out? Yeah. And I was searching for this thing. And I always in my head thought it was looking in the mirror and being like, I love you, Gabrielle. Yeah. And I always felt like a fucking yes. crazy person yes. trying to do that. Yes. If you can, more power to you, yeah. but it didn't work for me. Yeah. So what's your definition and how do you explain self-love? Yeah. So that's one of the things I actually do where I tell them to look at themselves because I've noticed women now, well, at least a few, few of the women I've worked with, they look in the mirror and you know what they say? They say, that's not me. They don't mm. even recognize themselves. Oh, wow. They don't. And so I get them to spend like five minutes looking at themselves, like appreciating who they are, because right now they look and they're like, and I think it's because they have put on all these different layers mm -hmm. to fit into the expectations of so many people that yes. now they don't even recognize themselves. That's so sad. It is though. It really is. Yeah. One of the other- And I'm sure men go through this too. I'm sure it's probably, a universal- but it's in a different way. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know? it's what we're conditioned to do to put on these different suits and layers to appease different people. People. In, yeah. And eventually you're like, you don't even know who you are anymore. Right. So that's one of the things. One of the other things too I do also is I get you to, I I, want, I tell them to write a letter to themselves. Oh, I love that. I'm a big then, writing letters oh, person. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then, you know, and what I get them to do is they have to write at least within that letter, they have to write about 20 things they love about themselves. Oh, I love that. And listen, that's hard. Yeah. Most women can't do that. They'll tell me they can't. Yeah. So I came out with my self-love healing journal. Yeah a few months back. And the first opening page says name, one thing you love about yourself, alter oh my ego. Goodness. Ah. And I've had so many people message me and say, I'm stuck on the one thing I love about myself. I'm serious. And it makes my heart crumble. And I'm like, fuck, imagine yes. feeling like I can't name one thing about myself that I love. Seriously. Cause I can give you a list and I'm fucking proud of that list. Exactly. But you have to get into that frame of mind. Most women are not in that frame of yeah. mind. Now guess what though? If you told them to name things they love about their kids, yeah. their spouse, their dogs, their best friend, <laughs> their dogs, seriously, they will ramble and love yeah. a list. Yeah. But for themselves, they don't even, they never stop to think about themselves in that yeah. way. They just well, don't. and I think there's, Something in society that has conditioned us to think that that's, you know, egotistical or narcissistic. It's like, you can't list things about yourself. You can't love things about yourself. Like you have to do things for others and think other people are great, but you can't boast about that yourself because then you're a conceited asshole. And see, and that's so incorrect. Like who came so up incorrect. with that? It's not true. That has not. And the thing is, as women, let's face it. We as women, when we love ourselves, we bring everyone else with us. Right. We're not like lifting ourselves up and standing on a pedestal and saying, okay, bow down to me. We're not like that. <laughs> we just don't do that. You know, so when we love each other, when we love ourselves, 
it spills over to everyone else. Yes. You know, and so when we don't do it, you see it in the way we act. We get resentful, we get bitter. Yeah. And we need to do more of that. And it ends up affecting, you know, everyone around how we treat the people in our lives and yeah. what we're able to give to the people in our lives. Yes. Like if you're not in that alignment with self-love, then you're not showing up for your kids the way you're you not, could. You're, you're not, not showing up for your partner you're the not. way that you could. Um, you're not showing up for your job the way that you yeah, might want not. to. Like you have to come first and you have to fill that. You have to I know come. the analogy is so fucking lame, but you have to fill your cup up first. Like it's yeah. really true. It is true. And it, it's it's sad when you think about it because even in my book is the same thing. That's one of the, that's not my first question. It's kind of like we're in alignment with the same yeah. thing. That's the first question about, name things you love about yourself. And like you, I've had a lot of women come, you know, send me messages that they, they can't do it. They're, yeah. they're struggling with that. Yeah. And that's because they've never really thought of themselves that way. Right. You know? Right. And it's so interesting because the way that I kind of define my self-love is to make it a practice for yourself. Yes. So I'll, you know, I call it the self-love cocktail. Yeah, I love that. Obviously we've got to yes. equate it to some type of yeah. fun fruity cocktail, but it's really, you know, giving yourself things that are going to make you happy so yeah. that you can at least start to experience those feelings with inside yourself and yeah. feel like, okay, I feel better about myself because I'm giving time and honoring myself to hopefully then have the things that you're saying become yeah. a little easier yeah. where you could sit down and write out a list yeah. of things that you love about yourself. I love that because I have something similar called the pleasure principle. Like oh, what I are love some that. of the things that bring you pleasure? Yes. And, you know, getting to do that more often. Yeah. Because that's how it starts because we're not doing things we love for ourselves. We don't do any of that. And so when you start to do that, it just lights you up in a different way. And people will notice, they're like, what are you doing? What's going on yeah. with you? It's like you look more radiant. It's because you're giving pleasure to yourself. 100%. Oh, I love it. The pleasure principle. principle. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Um, so when you, I mean, cause I know that first of all, everything we've talked about so far in this episode spans across any woman age anywhere. Yeah. Um, but you do work with women that are above their fifties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so do you feel like, cause we're at this like, interesting generational time yeah. where my mom, oh my God, sorry, mom. Um, but like you can also <laughs> Google it. So whatever is 73. She looks fucking amazing. She does. Everybody that's her. seen her she that's listening great. to this just drops their mouths open. Yeah. But like, yeah, she's 73. Um, and she came from a totally different generation. Yes. So they're having to reprogram a lot of the stuff that they were taught, a lot yes. of the stuff that they saw in this world. Yeah. And you know, I feel like now when I'm older and at that age, I'll be going through something different than yes, she was. And I, I'll, I'll have different programmings. Yeah. So the ones that you're working with now in like, you know, that you relate to that yes. are, that are 50, 60, 70 existing now in today's yes. world, what are you seeing patterns of? Well, what the major one I'm seeing is the people pleasing. Mm. Oh my goodness. That is just like, they just think that that's the way to exist. Right. They're supposed to do that. And they really can't question anything. But it's interesting because at this age, you see a high rate of divorce mm -hmm. in this age. age a group. huge. Like, yes, yeah. in this age, 50, 60, 70. And so what they're all saying is, whew, you know, I don't have to do that. Now I can color my hair now. Because, you know, maybe the husband said, you can't color your hair. Or, mm. or, the, or they've heard statements like, well, you can't. You know, the husband maybe said, oh, you're not supposed to wear bright lipstick and things like that. And, uh, hello. and now <laughs> they are so, I mean, now they feel so empowered. Yeah. But it's interesting where they didn't feel they had a voice. Right. 
And, and that, do you think that's because of the time, like oh, it was sure. back in that era oh, yeah. oh, when yeah. it was like housewife and the, the you know, the wife doesn't work yes. and yeah. Oh my God. So because the 50 ish, not so much late sixties, seventies. Yeah. I see more of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm mm-hmm. so thankful that I grew up <laughs> or grew up that I'm like existing in the time of like me too and women yes. empowerment and Thank like, you. you don't need a Different. fucking man and Different. you can be the breadwinner. Like I, I can't, I would not have made it if I grew up in like the fifties and sixties. I just wouldn't have made you it. Know. Like I would have spontaneously combusted. <laughs> so what are some other things that you see often in the older generations that you're is that is that rude to say older? No, I don't see. I don't the t- word listen, older is that offensive. Say, okay, see the thing is, I don't see older as is a bad thing. No, no I don't because either. Everyone but everyone is getting older. A baby gets older by right, the day. I'm right, like, like I'm older me. than I was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. That's it. So I don't even. No. Okay. No. No, I don't. Um. So yeah. So that's one. The people pleasing is a big one, and I think them realizing now that they can go after what they want. Mm-hmm. I don't think they realized they could. They didn't give themselves permission, I guess. That's right. the thing. They were waiting for other people to tell them yeah. before they could do it. And so now they're like, oh, I can do this. Like, I remember one of my clients, she said to me the other day, she's like, okay, you know what? I'm just not going to be a stay-at-home grandma. I'm just going to do all these different things. And it was so interesting to hear her say I that. Love that. And she's like, no, I mean, they're going to have to fit into my schedule. Yeah. I'm just going to sit at home and wait for my grandkids and, you know, the kids. Yes. The kids that were like, no. So I think this, you know, there's just new rebirth and where they're feeling bolder and courageous, which I felt they didn't really experience that when they were much younger. Yeah. They didn't. And I think it happens at all ages. I get messages from people saying, oh, I read your book and I'm so inspired. And like, I really want to get on a plane and go solo travel, but I'm 38 or, but I'm 42. And I'm like, and exactly. <laughs> what is the, the question, question here? Yeah. Um, like go put your ass on a fucking put plane. It, it is life changing. I don't care how old yes, you are. It is um, changing. Is there something to prepare for if you're going to go stay at hostels that the majority of people there will be 18 to 25? Yes. Does that matter? Fuck no. no. Nope. Like nope. go anyways yes. or like get an Airbnb yeah. like and do like group travel shit. Like who cares? Take the trips, like do the, the things. Do the there shouldn't oh. ever be and I'm too old for dot, dot, no, dot. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I'm like, there is nothing. As long as you're living, yeah. do it. And I catch my mom doing it too. Yeah. And I'm like, no, bitch. And, she, and, she'll, and she'll laugh at me because, you know, she's a world healer. Yeah. So she's very like thought conscious and, yeah. you know, make sure you're manifesting and speaking into the universe what you want. And I'm like, you know, you're, you're saying, you're putting a limiting belief on yourself. And she's like, shut up, Gabrielle. But also you're right. So thanks. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So I kind of, it's, you know, it's, I love the fact that I'm able to get them thinking in a different way. Yeah. Cause they're, you know, they've thought for so long in a certain way. And now, you know, I'm able to ask them questions like, well, so what if that happens? Like, why are you choosing to think that way? Like, is that really benefiting you? Like you have a choice, you can keep it, but is it really what you want to keep? Yeah. Is there a client that you've had in the past that comes to mind who's had like a really incredible transformative journey where she started somewhere that was so like limiting and I can't yeah. and ended up somewhere so freaking awesome. Yes. So I have one of my clients. Um, I just smile whenever I think about her. She came in and um, she was six, she's 64. She came in and she, w- she felt she was in a, in her words where she felt she was in a dark box, a dark box. She couldn't, she felt that, you know, that, there was nothing out there for her. And whenever I would speak with her, she would be in tears. Aww. She was always crying. And 
I really, I had so much belief in her, but she didn't have a lot of belief in herself. Mm. But I told her, I said, you know what? I got you. Yeah. I have enough belief in you now. And guess what? When we work together, you're going to start building up that belief. And she wanted to do so many different things. But one of the things I made her realize, I, I wanted her to believe in herself in such a way where she got to a point where she realized that her thoughts were powerful, mm-hmm. whatever they were. Yeah. And so I got her to question different things. Um, one of the things is she wanted to start a business of her own. And I'm like, why can't you do that? She's like, well, you know, I'm 64 and everything is, you know, on the computer now. I'm not sure I can learn all that. I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah. You, know, you used to be in education. Of course you can do it. Mm-hmm. And and then she also wanted to lose weight. And she's like, yeah, but I did. she used to be a runner. And then she had stopped. And she's like, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, we're doing it. Well, she went on to lose like 45 pounds. And it was not even like she was stressing about it. it just came out, came yeah. off. And then now she has a, a shop on Etsy oh, where she sells t-shirts. It. And she keeps on saying to, till today, she's like, I don't know who I am anymore. I'm yeah. like, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you're doing all the things that you thought you couldn't do. Yeah. And she knows, she's, she keeps telling me, she says, because she decided to believe in herself. Mm-hmm. Because most of us don't. Yeah. And maybe you don't have someone who can believe in you to kind of help you get there. But a lot of people don't believe in themselves. And she's like, Kwavi, this work is amazing. Yeah. You know, being able to realize that your thoughts are powerful and you question your thoughts, you challenge your thoughts, because our thoughts are always going to produce a feeling, yeah. whether, whether we like it or not. Yeah. And based on the feeling it produces, you're going to either act or inact. There's always going to be an action or inaction. Mm. And then that's going to be your result in life. So yeah. I always say people, question your thoughts. Like if you don't like the, the, the result in your life, what are the thoughts you're having? Like, what are you thinking about? And yeah. it doesn't matter what the circumstances are because your circumstances could be out of your control and that's okay. Yeah. We're talking about your thoughts. Your thoughts you can control. Your circumstances you cannot. Right. So. And it's so interesting because your thoughts are so powerful that they can often change your circumstances. Yes. So you have to start with the thoughts. You have to. And it's, you know, if you're constantly saying, God, I'm so tired. God, I'm so tired. God, uh-huh. I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fucking tired. You are. Start, even if you're lying to yourself saying, oh my God, I'm filled with energy. I'm yes. filled with so much energy. God, yes. I just have so much energy. And watch how that changes. It, it changes. Yeah. It's literally that simple. It is. It's really simple. And really you have a choice. And that's a beautiful thing. Like no one can control your thoughts. Even when you think that no one can control them, you get to control your thoughts. So if you are in a situation where you feel like, oh, this isn't working for me, question like, what what am I thinking that's making me feel this way? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you get to change that or challenge them at least. And I think, you know, at the very least awareness, you become aware. Yes, definitely. There are so many people that we can, you know, notably bring up that succeeded in a huge way later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always laugh when people will be like, well, I wanted to write a book, but I feel like it's too late. And they're like in their forties. Like, what? So, okay. <laughs> um, and you know, the woman that started the New York times yeah. was in her fifties. I mean, yeah. the, you know, Walt Disney. Yeah. Way older yeah. when he, when yeah. he created that empire. Yeah. Um, Oprah yeah. was told, you know, from a shitty news yeah. TV station. Like, you know, we just don't think you're that right. great of a host. Yeah. Look like, at that. Are, are you kidding? Yeah. And now she's fucking <laughs> Oprah. Um, so there's yeah. always going to be limiting beliefs placed on you from outside sources. Always. There's always, I mean, I took eat, pray, FML to, you know, the big five publishing houses and one was just like, absolutely not. One said, you know, it's all right, but we need to like tone it down or change it. It's too long. It's a yeah. little too much in your face. One was like, we don't see a big enough demographic for it, <laughs> which is laughable to me. Um, and you know, 
it really, it was all these like limiting beliefs of like, wow. it's not good enough to be published. And thank God that that happened that way, yeah. because I know now from working on like publishing versus self-publishing, how little you make on royalties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would not be where I'm at if I wouldn't have self-published and gotten that, that financial yeah. benefit from doing that. it that way. Look at that. So it all happens for a reason, but you're always going to have the people always. that are like, you can't, you shouldn't, yeah. you're not good enough. I yeah. mean, I grew up in a fucking industry where every other audition was them no. saying no. And like, something is wrong with you or like, you're not good enough. It's constant. So you yeah. have to really get to know yourself and know within yes. yourself that you are not going to compromise yes. on the fact that you a can do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. And B there's never a time limit on that. I mean like, yes, if you're in your forties or fifties, are you going to go play professional football? Probably not. not. Yeah. But like you can go play in a fucking league and yeah, still can. get amazing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like really enjoy the experience. Um, but those are few and far between the things that you're really yeah. past the time of. Yeah. They're very small yeah, they in are. the grand scheme of the things that you want yeah. to be able to do in life. Yeah. Yeah. And so just do it. Yes. Listen, the feeling after you've done it, it's priceless. It's, it's priceless. true. It's it true. Really is. And I think that so often we won't do the things that even like, not even the big grand explorations that people want to take chances on. Even the small things um, that make us happy, we won't do because of fear of judgment. Yeah. Um, for a random example, like um, if you love the the vibe of salsa dancing and you yeah. love the music yeah. and you're like, God, I would just love yeah. to go learn how to salsa, but you won't go because you don't know how to do it or you have two left feet. And what if people yeah. think you look dumb right. and you're not realizing that when you do go to a salsa club, half of the people are like that. Exactly. Like half of the people don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they're, they're like, you know, the first like couple months I was going salsa dancing, anytime a guy pulled me over to dance, I was like, I'm just learning. I'm sorry. And they were like, shut up. You're doing amazing. Like nobody really gives a shit. It's right. only you See? that's going to judge that. you. Look at you know, that. you have to just like they fuck it and jump just out of your comfort zone. Just do it. It's so, I'm telling you, it's so worth it. Yeah. It is so worth it. Is there anything in your life personally that, you know, before you started doing all of this empowering work, you put a limiting belief on yourself. Okay. Let and me then you like, we're like, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Let me tell you after I did the work, I put limiting beliefs on myself. Yes. <laughs> You're like, it's a human experience. Yeah, it's, it is a human. Let me tell you an example with my book. When I first published my book, so I, my book, I wrote it in 2020. So it came out in 2021. And so- Oh, so it's recent. It's very recent. Amazing. So Congratulations. Was, thank you. So it was published in June, 2021. And my publisher reached out to me and she said, uh, my book coach reached out to me and she said, well, you know, I'd love for you to read your book. Just put a video out, read your book and send it in. We were going to put it in a virtual book fair. Mm. I said, okay. I said, but guess what? I don't have my book. She's like, well, your book came out June 15th. We're in July. Why don't you have your book? I said, um, I'm just worried about what people would think. She's like, whoa, 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 Kwabi, why did you write this book? And as soon as she said that, I got out of my head. I, was mm. like, I wrote this book because I want to empower women. I want to make an impact in the world. I want women to fall in love with themselves one question at a time. And I went on and on and on. And right then and then, I went ahead and I didn't even tell my husband about the book. The book yeah, was out. I, I didn't it. tell my kids the book was out because I just was scared. I was yeah. worried about what people would think. And this was last year. Oh so, my God. Listen, this is a human thing. We're, yeah. It's constant. 
we all have to work on ourselves and get over ourselves because what was what's really standing in the way ourselves right for me it was me i was like why am i thinking about myself this yeah. book is not for me this is book is out to impact women yes not me and so if i decide not to put it out there look at all the women that would have been prevented from benefiting right. from my book right oh my god oh, it's a constant thing yes oh, yeah. it's yeah it's a, it's an ongoing thing yes <laughs> So tell me what exactly the book is about. What can people expect okay. when they read it? So it's 50 questions to answer when you reach 50 or over. Oh, I love that. Yes. And I wrote that book because I just saw, okay, so first of all, why I wrote the book was when I was about 47, I started interviewing women who were already in their 50s because I wanted to kind of get an idea of like, okay, I'm going into this golden age. What should I look forward to? Right, prepare. <laughs> I was disappointed. 80% mm. of the women I interviewed described themselves as invisible. Oh my God, that's yes. devastating. And so I decided, okay, let me go research this. It's a thing. Women in that age group actually feel invisible. And I was like, no, wow. no, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I said, you know what? I am gonna make a difference. Yeah. I am gonna help women that are ready. Cause you know, some women want to be invisible. That's okay. But I know there's so many women that are feeling this way. I want more. And I was yeah. like, I'm gonna help them. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I wrote the book. I'm like, I want to help women realize that they can fall in love with themselves one question at a time and they do not have to be invisible if they don't want to. I love that. Yeah. I, mean, I feel why? like that's even, it's good for women in their thirties and forties yes. to read because then you're like, shit, what questions do I need to have answers to right. by the time I'm 50? Let me get ready yeah. for this. And actually I've had people in their thirties read it. Yeah. And they're like, wow, this is because it applies to anyone. I put 50 just because when I interviewed those women, I was like, whoa, this right. is a bit too much. It's a theme. I'm like, this is not, no, let's do something about it. Yeah. But anyone really can read it. And it's so helpful. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Bobby, you are <laughs> such a freaking bright light. When you first reached out to me, I was like, mm, I don't know who this is. But, and I like went and stalked your Instagram for a little bit. And I was like, oh my God, she's fucking fabulous. Um, I, I love this human. You just have this like bright light. Um, and I'm so glad that you are empowering women and sharing that with the oh, world. We um, we thank to. you for coming here yeah. to do that yeah. with us. Oh, I'm yeah. so I glad that I got to like meet uh, you in I person. Know. I'm so um, so can you tell everybody where they can follow you, where yeah. they can find the books, like all of the, all yeah. the things. But can I just say one thing? Remember when you talked about what a limiting belief? Yes. Right? So let me tell you another one that happened to me recently. Please. So last November, I've, okay. So when I was 16, I always had this idea. I wanted to be in a pageant, but I never did it. I was like, eh, nah, I won't do it. And then last year I had the opportunity and I was like, okay, all right, Kwavi. I was like, should I do it? And then I decided, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, do it. So as soon as I registered, fear. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, Kwavi, I started doing research on pageants and I found out that most people that enter pageants are white. Most women that enter pageants are young mm. and most women that enter pageants have short hair. I'm like, Kwavi, what are we going to do? Wait, what? I know. That's I was so like, random. What a I random know. fact. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? But I did it. I, I ended up, I'm like, okay, Kwavi, just get over yourself. Yeah. You can be an example for what's possible. You wait, wait, wait. You this. mean long hair? Long hair. Sorry. Okay. Oh, got sorry. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. No, most no of the long I know hair. what you meant, but yeah. I wanted to clarify yes. for people listening because yes, if sorry. they're watching on YouTube, they're like, you have amazing short hair. No. What do you mean? Okay. Yeah. So most women have long hair. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? But you know what? I'm glad I did it because I wanted to, I also want to be an example for what's possible. Yeah. Like I don't want to just go with the standard. And so yeah. I did. And then I ended up winning Miss Classic Georgia. Hell yeah, you did. And I'm going to nationals in June. Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> oh my God. And this is why you take the fucking leap. That's but it. That's why you do it. Yes. That's why you do it. You know? Yes. And I say this because there might be something out there that you might be thinking, because patches may not be your thing and that's fine, but there might be something out there that you're like, oh, I want to do it. Should I, should I know? 
I say go for it. Go fucking go for, for it. it. Go for yes, it. Yes, I go love it. it. Amazing. So where they can find me. So I, you can find me on, I have a website, www.kwavi, K-W-A-V as in Victor, I.com. I'm also on Instagram at Kwavi underscore TV. And I'm on TikTok. Which yes. I absolutely love. Absolutely love it. And I'm there as at Kwavi, K-W-A-V-I underscore TV also. I love yes. it. Girl, thank you yes. so much. And what's the title of the book and where can people find oh, it? Oh, 50 Questions to Answer When You Reach 50, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, where are the other place? Target. Okay, Walmart. amazing. Yes. I love yes. it. Girl, yes. thank you for being here. This You're was freaking welcome. wonderful. <laughs> Yay, thanks. Thank you so much. I want to really thank Quavi for flying all the way out to LA to do this interview with me. She's just such a bright light and inspiration to see this woman who is leading the charge of like really shutting down those old societal standards that are such bullshit and really empowering herself and so many other women, no matter what age they are. I can't wait to check out her book. And I also didn't realize it wasn't just a book. These 50 questions that she talks about, there's space for you to write in the book and answer them. So it's very like journal style, you know, type of workbook. And I'm, she brought one for me. I'm going to be doing it. I'll tell you that much. Um, I absolutely love this movement that she is creating. So please go check her out. All right, we are going to take a turn now and jump into some of your FML stories. Here's number one. My name is Kim. I'm from Delaware, and this is my story. I lost my dad to cancer four years ago. A year and 20 days later, I tragically lose my mom, watching my mom suffer and lose her life. If that wasn't enough, my boyfriend of eight years pick drugs over me. My heart has been broken into a million pieces. I even got weight loss surgery thinking that we would have a wonderful life together and I would be a great mom to our future kids one day. That never happened. This is my story, this is my life. And at 36, I'm picking up the pieces to my life and trying to start over again. I'm just a great teacher with a great heart who just wants to find love one day. This is my story. Wow. Um, there's so much sadness in your voice um, that makes my heart hurt for you, girl. Um, but I think it's so interesting that this is the story that got played on this episode when you say you're 36 and you're picking up the pieces again, 36 is so young in the grand scheme of life. And I know it might not feel like it because I remember going through my divorce and saying, oh my God, I'm 28 and single and divorced and you know, feeling so terrible about that. But if you can zoom out and look at the longevity of life, um, there's so much time for you to rebuild that within yourself um, and make incredible things happen in your life. Um, I am so sorry for the loss of both of your parents, especially that close together. I can't imagine how incredibly difficult that was, but I hope that you can see how special you are and know that within yourself, you deserve to have some happiness in this life and that they would both want that for you. 
So I'm sending you so much love, girl, and uh, good wishes on your healing journey. All right, here's story number two. Hi, Gabrielle. My name is Lourdes, and this is my FML story. So I'm taking this back about 14 years ago when I was with my ex, my first boyfriend. I've been over him all this time, and I am married now to a really good guy. But the things that him and his deranged family did to me when I was a late teen, early 20-year-old were just awful. I have plenty of stories, but the one that always sticks out to me has a good ending. So here you go. So my ex was always very intimidated by me and my wishes to complete my higher education. He used to make fun of me because I went to a very small, non-popular high school and he went to one of the more well-known private high schools here in Miami. His family just loved showing that off and really loved rubbing it into my face, especially when they knew that that was a sore topic for me because... My parents were really strict uh, when I was growing up and they didn't allow me to go to the high school of my choice. So instead of trying to make me feel better, they really went through great lengths to make me feel like shit about never having had the high school experience that I wanted. But, you know, it's all bullshit now, really. But when you're a teenager, your school is your life and your sense of pride, you know, especially during those sensitive and vulnerable years. Anyways, I ended up going to a good local university after finishing high school and graduating college with my bachelor's degree in psychology with a minor in business. I wanted to continue my education and go to grad school to complete my master's in business. My ex was extremely non-supportive of that because he said I was incapable of succeeding in business if I made that my career because unlike him, I did not grow up in a family that had a private business so I don't have enough knowledge and background. I still wanted to pursue that particular path, and I started researching and applying to different business schools. I wasn't able to share any of that process with him because he would constantly put me down and try to discourage me, even saying that I am not smart enough to get accepted into any. Well, I started getting acceptance letters from some business programs, and when I showed them to him, he told me that I had faked them, that those aren't real, or that those were shit schools. Meanwhile, he was enrolled in an MBA program at a local university, and he was really arrogant about it. Anyways, we ended up breaking up for multiple other reasons after being together for about six years. You know, he was emotionally abusive. His family loved to put me down. I was treated like a doormat. That's when I can honestly say I started living and thriving. I made a lot of new friends, made stronger connections with with my existing friends, and yeah, I was thriving. I also started to slowly tell people my experiences with him and his deranged family and admitting all the abuse I went through and all the put downs. I continued looking at different grad programs and decided to pursue my degree at an in-state university out of town. I quit my job and I took a year or so to complete the program, even spending a summer abroad with the university in France. I had an amazing experience and that master's degree got me the job in the industry that I am in today. I've worked in three major companies in this industry and have always felt immense pride whenever I say where I work. So remember I said that I slowly started sharing with people all the emotional abuse that my ex put me through? When I completed my master's degree, I told my mom about the things that my ex would tell me about not being smart enough to get a master's in business. Well, she wanted to rub it into my ex and his family's faces so much that she actually ended up sending them one of my graduation commemoration cards, you know, one of those little like souvenir cards that list your degree and and everything in the school. So she sent it to them in the mail. I was so upset because it felt like I still cared about what they thought and that they were still on my mind, even though that wasn't the case. You know, I got over him relatively quickly, but my mom just wanted to be petty 
and get some revengeful satisfaction, even more so because shortly before we broke up, I had found a letter in his car from the dean's office at the university where he was getting his MBA, warning him that he had been placed on academic probation due to his low grade point average. And unless he somehow raises his GPA, he was going to get kicked out of the program. So, of course, when I showed it to him, I went asking, like, what is this? He got really emotionally abusive and was saying things like, that's a mistake. That's not true. Um, You know, so, of course, he's here telling me that I can't get into any programs. And here he is failing at his. So, well, last I heard, he didn't complete his MBA. And I have my master's in business management from actually one of the best business schools in my state as constantly ranked on U.S. News. So take that. Hell yes, Lourdes. So Lourdes is one of our self-love club members. So this was wildly awesome for me to hear. Shout out, girl. Um, I swear it's so ridiculous when we pull these FML stories at random for the episode. They always fit so perfectly into what we were previously discussing. Fuck that man. Are you kidding me? The fact that you weren't, you know, didn't allow him to say you're not good enough or you're not smart enough and said, fuck you. And then went ahead and did it anyways. That is the type of attitude we all need to have. Because again, like Quavi and I were talking about, there's always going to be someone that's like, you shouldn't do this. You can't do this. You're not good enough. And the best answer to that is a nice, quiet, fuck you and going ahead and fulfilling your fucking dreams anyways. Oh, that story made me so happy and so proud of you, girl. I am sending you all the love. As always, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. You can watch all the episodes live in studio on youtube.com slash FML Talk. And as always, have a self-love cocktail on me, no matter what age you are. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.